Okay, he's kind of excited. Are you excited? Woo! All right, I take that. All right, I'm gonna call somebody up. I'm gonna call a youth right, I'm gonna call who reads the Bible. All of y'all read the Bible. Right? Who reads the Bible? This message with you. Come over here, bro, David. Let's get up. Let's give it up for David. All right, David. What is your favorite scripture in the Bible? Psalms 23, 1. Go ahead, bro, say it. Uh, the Lord is my shepherd. I like nothing. Come on, somebody. Woo! Let's all take that. The Lord is your shepherd. Everybody say, the Lord is my shepherd. Come on, somebody. Let's get ready for worship. Woo! Hallelujah. Elevate. Elevate. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, God, we bless you, Lord. We thank you for this time of worship, God. It's a privilege to be here, Lord, in church, God. It's a privilege, Lord, to be with each other, Lord, God. So I pray you bless this time in your name, Jesus. Everybody said amen. We're singing this song named Freedom. You guys know it. We sing it Sunday, okay? Sing 
singing, whoa, I'm free, we're singing, I'm free. Yeah, shake those chains off. And I'm free, I'm free, I'm free today, I'm dancing. And I'm free, I'm free, I'm free to shout it out. Yes, I'm free. generation God of worshipers oh God not afraid oh God to show their love for you God I pray that you mark hearts all over this place Holy Spirit mark hearts with your freedom God mark hearts with your love hallelujah you're good to us God speaking to thank God for how he's been good to you today Thank you for waking me up. Thank you for giving me a new life. Thank you that I'm here right now. Thank you that you're here with me, God. It's from your own heart. Lift up your own song. It's beginning to pour your heart out. He longs to hear from you. He longs to hear from you. And he longs to speak to you. Yes, he longs to speak to you. We open our hearts to you, God. And we say, speak to our hearts. Just begin to tell them, speak to my heart, God. Speak to my heart in a fresh way. Oh, change and transform my mind and my thinking, God. I set my mind, I set my heart on you. I set my heart and my mind on you. That's what worship is about. Pushing everything else aside and running to you. 
coming to you, Jesus. Coming to you, Father, because your arms are open wide. Because when we see Jesus and we get to know who Jesus is, we'll see that the Father's just like him. That the Father's just like him. And he's embracing us with his love tonight, yes. You're a good, good father. Oh, we've heard a lot of things about you, God. But we want to know you, God, for ourselves. And I've heard a thousand stories of what they think you're like but i've heard your tender whisper of love in the dead of the night and you tell me that you're pleasing that i'm i'm never alone you're a good good father Why? 
Father God, I thank you that you desire to be our Father, that you desire to watch over us, to lead us, God, to protect us, to provide for us, God. I pray that we would never get tired of singing out who you are to us, God, that you're a good, good Father, God. I pray that we would begin to believe, God, wholeheartedly, Lord, that you are a good, good Father to us, God, and that we are loved by you, Lord God. No matter what the world says, no matter the lies of the enemy or the struggles we go through, Lord God, I pray that we would hold on to that truth, God, that you will always be a good, good father. And you will always love us, oh God. That you work all things, God, together for our good. And that's why your ways are always perfect, God. And that's why we sing that out, Lord God. Sing it out again, you're perfect in all your ways. You are perfect in all of your ways. You are perfect in all of your ways. You are perfect in all of your ways. To us, you're perfect. You are perfect in all. You are perfect in all of your ways. You are perfect in all of your ways to us. You're a good, good father. To you are, to you are, to you are, and I'm loved by you. To God, Lord, thank you for how good you've been to us, God. Sometimes, we, God, we can't even fathom it, Lord. And just as I pray right now, I want everyone here, every youth leader, to think about the good that God has done to you. It's so easy for us to think about the negativity in our lives, how things don't go right. But when's the last time we thought about how good God has been? Think about the good things God has done in your life right now, just as I pray. Father, God, I ask you, Lord, that your presence, God, would just surround the hearts of these youth, God, and leaders, God, including myself, oh God. And God, that we continue to push forward, God, with that amazing love, God, you have put on us, Lord. A love so strong that even when we try to escape, we can't run away from it. It stays on us. It's like a magnet, oh God. Magnetize us, God, with your love, Lord. That even with your love, God, it provides freedom. 
It gives us goodness. It just gives us so much amazing of fruit, God. Lord, continue, God, to move, Lord. Continue to move, God, every youth life, God, in their homes, God, in their high schools, in their middle schools, God, in this church building, oh God, in their families, oh God. Use them, oh God. I pray, God, they will spread the love, oh God. Jesus, God. Oh, Rabasso. you bless this service God God this night is glorified Lord this is unto you Jesus not unto us God not unto men but to you oh God the almighty father the good good father the God who never fails the God of heaven and earth the God of the creation Lord use this service oh God hallelujah Lord in Jesus name and everybody said amen What's up, what's up, what's up? All right, so if you sat down, I'm gonna need everybody to stand back up again. Everybody stand up, everybody. To your feet, to your feet, to your feet. We're gonna mix it up today. Oh, oh, okay, Rudy. All right, we see you, Rudy. Everybody, pick another seat and sit next to two people that you do not know right now. Let's go. Move, move, move. We ain't got time for this, come on, move, move. Two people you usually don't sit next to. You can know them. Can we lower the music a little bit? Like, wow. Wow. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Sit next to people you don't know. Or don't sit next to a lot. What? Sit next to right here. Sit next to Destiny right there. Go ahead, Corey. Sit next to Destiny. Corey! Whatever. It's okay. Amen, amen, amen. All right. All right. Everybody find a seat? No, no, not yet. Everybody find a seat? No, 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 no. All right. Welcome to Elevate. 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 Broadway. Broadway. God is good. And all the time. Amen, amen. Welcome to Elevate. We're here every Friday at 7 p.m. and we have a vision here. And what is our vision, guys? Come on, y'all need to participate. Let's... Amen, amen, loving God and loving people. And out of that, we have a strategy and our strategy is connect, mentor, and send. So how we're gonna connect you is through our life groups. So we got the ambassadors. You got the average, you know, Shamal, let's go. Okay, that's what you're gonna get the ambassadors. And then you got the resistance. And then you got TJ's at the resistance, all right? And then we're gonna mentor you in our 101 and our 201. My 101 is, can you make some noise? Okay, okay, we got a little more 101ers. And then my 201 is, can you make some noise? 
you got it's kind of unfair because you got like TJ and Shamal in 201, so they're like super loud. But it's okay. I believe in you 101ers. I believe in you 101ers. Okay. I'm gonna do it one more. I'm just gonna give it to y'all one more time. My 101 is, can you make some noise? Okay, I'm not even. I'm not even gonna. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, I forgot about. Whoa, okay, okay. All right, then we're gonna send you out to make disciples that make disciples. Yeah, y'all thought I was gonna do 201 again, huh? Yeah, I tricked y'all. And for an ultimate goal of 100,000 disciples with 50 churches and 500 around the world. Now the whole body of Christ. Can y'all make some noise for that? Amen, amen. And we got something we want. Wow, I got really loud in like two seconds. That was awesome. Uh, we're going to talk about our Christian clubs, our school Christian clubs. All right, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. All right, so if you haven't started a Christian club, get to it because we got one insurer going strong. How many y'all got right now? They got like 10. That's 10 more than anybody who doesn't have a Christian club has. So y'all better get on it. We want to get our schools for Jesus. We want to answer that call upon our lives. Can I get an amen? Oh, y'all ain't hyped enough. I said we want to get our schools for Jesus. Can I get an amen? There we go. There we go. That's better. Are y'all like messing with my levels as I talk? Like this is terrible right now. <laughs> All right. And then we got our tithes and offerings. So can you stand to your feet, please? Who knows all the tithers off the top of their head without looking? Let's see, Destiny, two weeks in a row. Can she do it? Uh, well, you're, I'm going to say you did it last week, okay? 10% of your total income. Okay, okay. And what we got for offerings? Who we got? Who we got? JoJo. Oh, we got Jazz. You did it last week, right? And two weeks ago sometime. Whatever. What's an offering? Anything you give after. Um, amen, amen. Make some noise. They both got it right. All right. So what is our... Let's see. Let's, let's ask... Joe B, what's our example today? 10% of $31.60. Who knows what that is? You ain't supposed to shout it out. Come on, man. Who knows what it is? Other than Yuli, because Yuli knows everything. I'm just kidding. I love you, Yuli. <laughs> oh, Kishé. Kishé, okay. What's up, Kishé? What we got? $3. Wait. You close? You close? Come on, you got it. You got it. Three dollars and sixty-one. Three dollars? No, my brother gave her the wrong answer, man. One more time, sorry. Three dollars and sixteen. Sixteen. Sixteen cents. Is that right? Hey, she got it right. I think she had it right. Just Birdo like whispered the wrong answer to her, so it was like kind of messed up. We still love both of them, though. It's okay. So what we're going to do right now is we're going to bow our heads and pray and get this service started. God, we pray in your mighty name, and we thank you for this time, Lord. I pray that you would bless the tithe, God, that it would go towards ministry supplies and to further your kingdom, God, to make disciples that make disciples. And I pray that more people would rise up and be evangelists on the street corners at their schools, God, so that we can fill this place out and elevate and everybody would have their friends. And, every, and in Jesus' name, everybody said amen. Drop that beat. Oh, I thought it was going to work this week. Yeah! It's the law. It's a little doozy. Hit you right up in the jaw.
2D stripe bones. Hi. Manufactured, but it's feeling backwards because the music. All right, elevate. 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 What? 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 Come on, somebody, man. I know we have some new people in the house, right? You want to give your name? Sochi. Sochi, right? Sochi in the house. Let's give it up for Sochi. Come on, somebody. Who else is new? Where you at? There you go. Let's get your name. Sadie. Sadie. Let's give it up for Sadie. All right, who else? Uh, she's like, no, no, he doesn't see me. They told on you. I'm sorry. Belen. 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 Let's give it up for Belen. Awesome. Is there anybody else? I know you're out there. Oh, my goodness. But this is Elevating. This is what we do every single Friday. I just want to come up here and just say thank you guys for what you guys did on East Sunday. How many people went to East Sunday? Come on, somebody. Didn't people do an awesome job that day? Was your families blessed that day? Like, for real. You know what I mean? Like, I know Nathan brought, like, 15 of his, of his, uh, his family members. Let's give it up for, uh, for Nathan. Nathan actually won the $65 gift card for bringing the most people, man. Let's give it up for him again. We had people from Mexico, his family, Ecuador, like all over the place. No, no but it was awesome, man. And it's just, as a youth pastor, it's exciting when we see youth on a Sunday service. It is just exciting because it's not just about Friday. We want to be able to get the gospel on Friday, but on Sunday, be ready to bring our family in so they can hear the gospel as well. Because it's not just about us, but it's about our whole family coming to Jesus. Amen. So in saying that, man, praise God. We appreciate you guys, and we just love to serve you guys. At this moment now, I'm not preaching today, but we have an awesome woman of God who will be bringing the word today. And her name is Ashley Munoz. Come on, let's give it up for her. It is really bright up here. Can't see anybody. So, welcome to Elevate tonight. Are we excited? Yeah. All right, so I want to start with a nice prayer. So, let's close our eyes. Lord, we thank you for this time to come together. We thank you for every person you have put in this seat. We thank you for new people, people who come all the time, and those we haven't seen in a while, Lord. We pray that this message touches all hearts in the room, whether it be leader or student. We just pray for you to be present tonight, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. So I'm going to go off of a Steve sermon from last week talking about Jericho again. So I want somebody to tell me what happened in Jericho. Let's go to, yes, I was going to go to JoJo. Um, the walls fell. Ooh, the walls fell. Now, Brian, who was the leader for the walls falling? Joshua. Ooh, good job, Joshua. Now, Nathan, why did they have to go to Jericho? Um, on the other side of the wall, there was the promised land, right? 
Yes, exactly. Good job. Good job passing the quiz. So what I want to talk to you guys about today is Rahab from Hebrews 11. Um, but what I want to start with is a guiding question to you guys. So as this sermon goes on, I want you to think about what do you act for and what is moving you? Um, I heard a great quote today about that heroes are made because they are moved. So I want you to think about that. So what is moving you in your heart today? Now, I want us to read Hebrews 11.31, if we could get that up on the screen. So, by faith, the prostitute Rahab, because she welcomed the spies, was not killed with those who were disobedient. So before Joshua marched around for the seven days and the walls fell, he was told by the Lord to send two spies into, um, into Jericho to survey the land. Um, but the thing is, if we look at what is said here, it's very short. We have no idea who Rahab is. We know that she hid some spies and that people around her were disobedient. But think about that she was not killed with those who were disobedient. So what exactly is she doing? Why is she a hero of faith? Um, so thinking about what is so important about Rahab, what sets her apart? Um, but she appears in Joshua 2, and I want us to look at that real quick. So we'll come back to this, but let's look at Joshua 2, 8 through 12. So before the spies lay down for the night, she went up to the roof and said to them, I know that the Lord has given you this land and that a great fear of you has fallen on us so that all who live in this country are melting in fear because of you. We have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt and what you did to Sihon and Og and the two kings of the Amorites east of the Jordan, whom you completely destroyed when we heard of it. Our hearts melted in fear and everyone's courage failed because of you. For the Lord, your God, is God in heaven above and on the earth below. So that is the key part of Rahab. Rahab is a hero of faith because she decided to act. She saw what God did in her own home and decided she was going to act on it. She saw these men coming in, and she knew that they were the Israelites, God's chosen people, right? And she knew, you know what? God splits the sea for them. God has done all these things for them. What am I going to do now? I'm going to help them because I know that they can save my family because this whole place is going down. You know, my neighbor... My neighbor's not living right. I'm not going to follow that guy. I'm not going to follow that guy. But in the end, she was a prostitute. She's probably somebody you think, God can't touch her, right? But she saw. She saw what he's done. And she declares his power in verse 11. She, being a prostitute, can still see what God has done. Now the question is, how many of us can't see what God does? and can't receive what God does in our life. We are still blind to that, even though things happen to us right in front of us. Right? Something can happen to Kayla right now, and somebody might be like, oh, cool, God helped her. I'm just going to walk over here. But this prostitute saw this, and she was like, you know what? This is a God. This is a God I want to follow. Your God is a God of action. 
and that shows that she has to act herself. She sees and hears these things, and she feels the power of God. She feels it in the moment. She knows what he does. Can you walk, can you hear about, oh, you know that um, they were leaving Egypt, and they had to cross the river. Oh, yeah, cool, they had a boat. No. They had their feet because they walked right in the middle of it. The sea was split right for them. How can you not be moved by that and know that these people have a God that's making this way for them? Now, question is to you guys, think about your life. What are you seeing that you continually ignore? What way is God making for you? And going back to sermon last week, what wall has been broken down that you just don't want to say that God broke down for you, that you want to say is yourself, that has done. Now, Rahab doesn't think, oh, yeah, I did such an awesome job hiding those spies. I am so great. I should do it again sometime and then have that guy come to my house and make some money. No. But... In this moment, the one thing, too, that we have to think about Rahab, especially in the short verse that she's in, is that to her, God was completely real. He was active and real in her heart. Many of us can go around, many of you in this room can say, oh, yeah, God's awesome. I love Jesus. Yeah, you know, you go to evangelism and it's like, do you believe in Jesus? Oh, yeah, I believe in Jesus. But they believe in Jesus just as much as they believe in Santa Claus. You know, they give good gifts only on certain dates. You know, I love Santa because he got me an iPhone. I love Jesus because what? Because somebody told me to one day. But that's not real. That's not a relationship. Rahab saw this, and to her, it was realization. You know, um, fantasy was reality for her. All that she could imagine could happen was real. She didn't think that the splitting of the Red Sea was just a story in the Bible, like some of us do. Like Jonah being swallowed by the fish was just a story. She believed that this is something that occurred and that the God of action did it. He did it for those people, and her people weren't going to have that done because they were disobedient. Disobedience, so many acts of disobedience we do, right? But she was like, you know, I'm going to take this step and, make, and take this action. And that's exactly what she did. Now, speaking of her action, let's look at James 2, 25 through 26. Because she doesn't just pop up in one little part of the Bible, you know. How many people had heard of Rahab before this? One, two, three, four, five. Did we know what she did? We're like, oh, yeah, she's cool. I heard about her somewhere. She was a prostitute. Yes, let's remember her for that. But she pops up in one of a great moment, like James 25 through 26. In the same way, was not even Rahab the prostitute considered righteous for what she did when she gave lodging to the spies and sent them off in a different direction? As the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without deeds is dead. Now, we always go along and say, you know, you're not, you're not saved by works. You're not saved by works. That is true, my friends. 
You can't be saved by coming to Elevate tonight. You can't be saved because Grandma pay, prays for you. You can't be saved because Abuelita sets up an altar. Okay? No. This is not what happens. And also, you can't be saved by sitting on the couch watching Netflix. Okay? It's not about watching Passion of the Christ. It's not about going watching some La Posada one day. It is about you being an active believer. Our God, what did I say? God is a God of what? Action, not inaction, not a God of reaction, not like, oh man, I almost got shot tonight and Jesus saved me, so you know what, I'm not going to gangbang tonight, but I'll do it Thursday. Your logic is flawed, my friend. So the thing is, what we have to do is we have to balance this idea of deeds that we do and our faith. But the thing is, if you are truly a disciple of Jesus Christ, you're not going to think about, what deeds do I have to do today? We're not Muslims checking off little boxes for Allah and weighing our hearts or whatever, whatever thing they do. We're thinking about, you know what? I love Jesus so much, I'm going to go love on my neighbor. I'm going to go to Ashley's house, and I'm going to help her out. Not because I want. I'm not going to be like, hey, Jesus, what's up? Look what I just did here. Isn't it great that I just loved Ashley tonight? I'm not talking about myself, by the way. There's another Ashley here. I just thought about it. That sounded weird. But it's about what are we doing to show that we are those true disciples. Jesus didn't sit down and wait for the people to come to him. His 12 didn't sit down and wait for the people to come to him. After a while, they dispersed, right? And they went and did all their work that they were supposed to do. But think about, what are you acting for? Right? What makes you get up off the couch? Is it, oh, my friend has a new video game. I really want to beat them in it. Or is it, you know, there's, um, there's some Pokemon I want to catch. So, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get up off of there. I'm going to run over there. I'm going to go catch this thing. I'm going to go catch the one that's right outside church, but I'm not going to walk in it. I'm just going to stand outside it. I'm going to go walk by the people evangelizing, and I'm going to ignore them because i got to go buy some new shoes. You know, so many people get off their seat for the new iPhone, but when Sunday comes around, they want to sit there and just look at their little Bible app on their phone and be like, cool, I downloaded the Bible app. I'm saved now. You know, someone's going to ask me, do you read your Bible? You're like, I got the app. <laughs> but is that what Rahab said? Did she just say, oh, you know what? I'm just going to do this one little thing, and that's going to be cool. Oh, those spies are coming. Let's just, let's just let them die, you know. I mean, I don't care about them. Did she try to get money from them either? You know, I keep saying she's a prostitute. Think about what could she have done? She could have just worked, but she hid them, and she lied about it too. When they came looking for the spies, she was like, oh, no, those men went that way. You know, it's sort of that like, which way did he go? That way. But she hid them in faith. And what caught her faith caused her to act. She didn't want to just act, just, just to do it. But she knew of this God. She heard the things that 
that God was doing, and she was really moved by it. But we have a call to action right now. You know, our great call isn't, you know, um, sit down and email all the people of the nations and make them disciples through online books. What is it? Go out and make disciples of every nation. How many times are we told to go? How many times do we actually go, though? We're told, go, go do this, go do that. But how many of us have faith enough to know that God is real and that he will change people's lives and that we will be the vessel used for that? But that is something that Rahab knew. She knew she had to act. She saw that. And the thing is, too, is God calls us. He doesn't just sit there and just, like, watch us and like you're, like you're playing The Sims or something. Like, oh, look, they're going to go do that. Okay, that's awesome. God's like, go. Okay, go. I'm telling you to do this. Go. And he tells us this in our time with him as we have relationship. But do you know what we do all the time? Stop it. Just go. Just go. I'm busy. I'm busy. I'm busy. I'm busy. And then when something happens, we're like, God, God, help me. Where are you? Where are you? But so many, so much of the time, we're asking where God is, where it's like, where are we? Where are we putting ourselves? We're putting ourselves in the passive bubble, this little circle right here, where we put our limitations on God because our God is a God of no limits. But yet we want to put that on him and show like, you know, I'm not really acting right now because God's not really calling me to do anything. But I'm not praying and I'm not reading my Bible and I'm not seeking God. But I know he's not calling me to do anything. Can I call you on a phone you don't have? You have not set up your telephone line to Jesus, which is what we have to do. We have to plug in our service, right? Stop disconnecting and reconnect. And connect to God and not the girl down the street, right? Snap out of Snapchat and snap open the Bible, okay? Let's get that going and really work into that. And what does this have to do? What does this have to do with Rahab? Question. Seems like going around and around in a circle a little bit, but no. In our simplistic time, Rahab knew that that had to happen. She knew that she had to make this change. And from this little part that we have in Hebrews 11:31, it's we know that she acted in faith. She's in this part in 11 with people who acted, right? Joshua with the walls of Jericho. He didn't just say, "Okay, we'll just um, we'll go around the block a little bit and then we'll go back and maybe the walls will fall on themselves." No, he got that call and he followed it just like Rahab did. And towards the end in um, Joshua, it said that when they came and got everyone out of the house, they saved her and her family just like they promised her and that she lived there and she continued to live for her life. Um, so she was saved by her faith because she knew that God was going to do all he was going to do. Now, what is God going to do in your life? Rahab had this job that, let's be honest, people find disgusting, right? And, many, and the question would be, why would God use a prostitute? 
Why would God use someone with such a disgusting job? But you know what that is? That's our judgment. God is not looking for a perfect vessel. God is looking for a willing vessel. You know, everybody thinks, I'm so broken, I can't come to Jesus, I can't come to God, I have this messed up life. But you know what? God is the glue that will put you together. He is the one that will make your life whole. And think of, I, one of my favorite people to talk about is Saul. Does anyone know what Saul used to do? Did anyone shout out what Saul used to do? Persecute Christians. And then who did Saul become? Paul. And what did Paul do? And he wrote how many books of the Bible? A lot. Right? So how could God use someone like that? Because he was willing at that moment. Because he also was active. He saw what God did in his life and he completely turned. Now question is, when are you going to make your turn? When are you going to know that you are a vessel that can be willing? But the question is, when do you want to be willing? What's going to happen in your life? When is God, when are you going to allow God to touch your heart to make you that willing vessel? But, you know, it's up to us in those moments. You know, we don't make certain choices in our life, but if God tells us to move, we have to move. What are we just going to do in our hearts? How are we going to get our heart right? You know, I always hear, you know, we're busted and disgusted, but you know what? We lay it down at the feet of Jesus and he fixes it. You know, your best friend's not going to fix it. You're not going to fix it on your own. God has to do it for you. But what is our willingness? How much do we want to do it? How much do we want God to actually change our life? Because that means our life changes and you can't go talk to your friend over there. You can't go to this place anymore. Some people don't want to lose that. You don't want to lose things in this world, you know? But when we go to heaven, you're, those people aren't going to be those people anymore. Well, you know, I just, um, I can't really give my life to Jesus right now because I really got to take care of my mom. When you go to heaven, your mom's not going to be your mom anymore, you know? And that's if you get there, if you finally make that decision, if you don't get hit by a bus walking out here right now. Who are you? It's also going back to, who do you act for? Are you acting for your mom? Are you acting for your friend? Are you acting for your teacher? Are you acting for your sister? Are you acting for Jesus? Are you just doing it for yourself? Are you just doing it so that you be a good person? There are a lot of good people, right? But not all good people go to heaven. You know, at work the other day, a woman who used to work there a long time ago passed away, and everyone was like, she was such a good lady. She helped so many people. She must be in heaven. I didn't know being nice got you to heaven. It doesn't, by the way, if you didn't know that. <laughs> That's just a side note for you guys. It's about your action and why you do those actions. It's not about emptiness of your heart. It's about having God change your life so much that you can't help but act on what he has done for you. And one thing, too, is that Rahab had this fear. It was this fear that all this was going to happen to all these people around her, and she was like, you know what? I know that God can do this, and I'm not going to let this happen in my life. I'm going to make the change. 
Now, how many times are you going to see what happens to somebody and you're going to be like, well, you know, that's not going to happen to me. Why not? If God did something to that person and they got punished for what they did, why aren't you going to get punished? Is it because you have a fresh haircut? Is it because you've got brand new Jordans? Jesus doesn't care about your Jordans. You know, Jesus wore sandals. He doesn't care. Jesus didn't get haircuts. He wore like a robe. I mean, come on. It's not about how you look. You know, pretty people go to hell too. All right. So just because you want to take all these selfies, Jesus doesn't like go, okay, who took the prettiest selfie today? Okay, they're going to get saved. Oh, that is not cute. You're not going to heaven today. Jesus is not Kim Kardashian. Which, what is going on with her? Um, I just thought about that. I haven't heard her name in a really long time. But what action is going to call you? Um, what are we going to have be that action in our life? Um, I always ask myself, you know, where would I be if I never took that action? Um, I was at another church just, oh, I'm going to do youth group. We were in a little, okay, this is a great youth group, by the way. Mine was in, like, the kids' room, and they never let us leave. <laughs> they gave us no supplies, and we weren't allowed to come into the sanctuary. <laughs> so I got to sit there and be like, do you know Jesus? Can you guys get out of here? No. We'll be done. Um, so that's what I was doing. I was in the sound booth, like our friend Joseph over here doing slides, doing music. I was doing prayer. I was doing, I was cleaning stuff. I was doing all this stuff at this church. But you know how I looked when I did it? What was that? What's his face? What's his face? What's that doing? Why do you look like that? Because I was waiting to be activated. You know how Iron Man gets in like that suit? And it's like, pshh, right? Ooh, Iron Man. That got TJ. I was waiting for my moment. I was waiting for it. And you know what I had to do for it to happen? I stood there for three years at that church and waited and waited. And then one day I was like, I cannot do this anymore. And I stepped foot in this place. And you know what I had? I had a fire turned on in me. All because I stepped through a door and I decided to change. You know, I was not comfortable just being someone who sat there. Because you know what I did? As I sat there, I felt the chair move back. Jesus was there, move back. You know, I'm still doing this stuff. I'm just going to keep doing this. But you know what? I won't read my Bible. Um, I won't go to a group. I won't pray, but Jesus, you're far. Who moved, by the way? I did. Jesus didn't move. Jesus was waiting for me right here. And you and I, I moved and I got it. What are you going to step to in your life to make that? I was activated, and I've been active since then. You know what? There is no turning back once that's turned on in you. You know? God opens doors that only he can open, and he closes doors that only he can close. And what he did was 
he slammed a door so hard it opened right one back up. And ever since I walked into this place, I have been so completely blessed. I mean, my life has done a complete 180 just walking into a place, you know? And it wasn't the church who changed me. It was Jesus who changed me because I finally decided to let him have complete control over my life because I was tired. I was so tired. The reasons why I cried at night wasn't because Jesus was making life hard. It's because I was making life hard because I wanted to do everything, you know? But I didn't do anything. I ignored what God called me to do. God told me to leave that place a year before I actually left. But do you know what I didn't want to leave? I don't want to leave my friends. I don't want to leave my boyfriend. I don't want to leave the pastors. It's all great. Oh, my gosh. You know, I don't even talk to all those people anymore. Because they weren't 100% into what we do here, to being a complete disciple of Jesus. So when those people are in your life trying to be like, you know, why, why do you do that? Why do you pray? Why do you make time for that? Be like, I don't know, but you should. I know why. Why are you asking me these questions? But I think you should too. Why don't you join me? You know, don't be afraid. Don't be shy of what you do. Be a Christian wherever you go. Be that disciple. Bring them in. Stop trying to be afraid. You know, there's so many persecuted churches where people can't do this. We're right here. This place will be set on fire. You know, but do you know what those people do? They sing and glorify God as they die because they know they're going to heaven to meet Jesus because they're going home because this place ain't home. All right? You can only find your home with Jesus. Now, let's think about the question in the beginning. What do you act for? What is moving you? Is it a rap song? Is it that new dance that makes it look like you have to pee? Because I watched that today. They're like, achoo, yes. Is that what moves you? Because, you know, you can watch, I can watch kids watch something on their phone, and they want to get up and do it. But then I stand up here and do this, and I watch so many blank faces. Because I think what you want to do is when Steve's up here, Carmen, somebody's up here, I think you should want to do this to reach people. Does Snapchat make you want to move? Do you really want to test out that new filter with your friends? Is that what you're acting for? Because those things are cool, but I like to look as ugly as possible in them. Or do you just want to look as pretty? Do sales at stores make you move? Because it's all about money, guys. Right? What? I thought that's what all the rappers told me. Isn't that what that Benjamin song is about? But what are, what's making us act? And how do we act in this? Are we acting in the way Rahab acted with faith and knowing that God is so real, I'm going to move, I'm going to move today. But do you know what's real? That sale. That sale. I'm going to go there. You know, I will take two buses to get to that store, but I will not walk across the street to come here. What do we spend our time and money on? You know? Who are we letting use us? Are you letting your boyfriend use you for whatever he wants? 
because that's true love. <laughs> Whatever that is. No. Don't fall asleep on your time to act. Don't you snooze. Don't you be snoozing over there. You know, there's always a time that you're going to be called to act. Rahab saw her time. These guys are coming into Jericho. I know things are going to go down. I'm going to do it. I'm going to act in the way God calls me to do. And that's exactly what she did. And one thing that I think many of you young people get is you fear your potential. You're scared of all the stuff that God can do in your life. You're scared of being that pastor. You're scared of being that evangelist. You're scared of being that missionary. Why? Because so many people have told you you can't do it. But you know where people tell you you can't, Jesus tells you you can. And who do I want telling me all the things I can and can't be? It's nobody in this building. I don't care, not even my husband. It's Jesus, you know? And I know people laugh at that, but my husband is not my idol. I submit to him, and, but I serve Jesus. Like, what Jesus tells me to do, that's what I do. And if whatever he tells me to do is opposite, I'm following Jesus. And that's what I'm told to do. Now, what are you going to be scared of, you know? Many people like to get in fights because it's like, oh, you're chicken. Come on, let's get in a fight. Well, you know what? If that's what fuels you, you're chicken. Go to Jesus. Do what Jesus calls you to do. I dare you. I dare you. I will tweet about it. I will hashtag it. If a hashtag makes you move, I'll hashtag you guys everywhere. I'll hashtag everything. Everybody in this place. Hashtag angel. Go move. But don't let your limitations that you're putting on yourself be that limit. You are your only limit. Your limit of potential that you have in your own mind is you. You know, Jesus doesn't live in a bubble. This is my bubble. Stay outside my bubble. Jesus, come to my bubble. You're a weirdo. And you're not like a spiritual weirdy. You're just like weird. Jesus will not come into your bubble. Jesus will pop your bubble. All right? Burst it open and let things fly, you know? So don't expect God to just do what you, you want him to do, right? That's worshiping the creation and not the creator. And many of you who just sit there like this, crossing your arms, not wanting to listen, having that little frown on your face, do you know what this does? This is blocking God from you. This is saying, I don't want it. So why don't we surrender today? Why don't we just hold up and surrender and do that all to Jesus? Because that's why we do that in worship if you don't know. There's a reason why we don't worship like this. If you're receiving a gift, if I'm throwing out brand new stuff, are you going to do this? You know why I do this? I'm like, Jesus, give it all to me. I'm ready. I'm ready for what you're doing. I'm ready for it in my life, and I'm going to open up my hands. So if we could all stand, just to close this out, I want you guys to think about who are you going to follow? Who is going to make you act? 
is God important in your life to move for him? How are you going to show God that you love him every day? How do I know that you're a true disciple of Jesus? How am I going to know? How am I going to know? How will the world know what is in your heart? You have to share it and you have to act. You know, faith without deeds is dead. Non-resurrecting dead, you know? It has to be that balance of you're going to work. And, you know, this heroes of faith, how much is it blessing you? Is it blessing you at all? It's blessed me so much. Hebrews 11 blessed my life so much, I tattooed it on myself to never forget. Because I want to be like those people. I want to be Abraham, even if my promise never comes. If I never see it, but I know that my children's children, children will see it. Because if it benefits Amanda, I love it. If it benefits her when I'm gone, I love it. Who are you going to follow today? Do you want to follow the trends? Do you want to follow me? Don't follow me. I have bad direction. Are we what we do? Think about that. How do we know that Stephanie plays guitar? She does it. How do we know that Julian raps? He does it. How do I know that I love Jesus? I do it. How are you going to show that you love Jesus? How much do you love him? Do you love him enough to act? Do you love him enough to offend somebody? Because I know I've offended a lot of people, you know. But what I want us to do today is I want people to come up today for the altar call who want to follow Jesus. I want you to make that decision today. And I want those people who are having trouble just getting it out of the way, getting out of their own way to be more specific. What is, what's that thing in your heart? Let's close our eyes. What is it, Jesus? What is, what's holding me in my heart, Lord? What's that blockage, Lord, that I'm barring you with? Is it school? Is it expectation from family? Let's just search our hearts today. feel you have that today I want to invite you to come up come up to the altar to get rid of that 
What do you want to get rid of today? What do you want Jesus to do in your life? Or do you want him to continue doing something in your life that you've put on hold? Have you hit the pause button? The pause button on what Jesus is doing. Lord, I just pray for all of those in front of me. People who are hurting and wounded, Lord. I pray for their stone hearts, God. Those hearts that weigh on them. Those hearts that they feel shattering. But I pray they're broken to reveal a heart of flesh today, Lord. Lord, let them open their arms and surrender to you today, Jesus. Let them decide to follow you today, Lord. For myself today, Jesus, I pray for this fatigue that bears me down, Lord. Pray that's removed, Jesus, that just that keeps me from you, Lord. But as you ask your disciples to stay with you for an hour, just, just that one hour, Lord, I pray that upon my life and those in front of me, Lord, that they just give that hour, that they just give that time to you, Lord. But what action will you take now? We show him that you have action today. decision today. Turning back the cross, the cross. 
though none go with you, still follow him. towards Jesus today. Turning back, no turning. 